Serious nurses slash hospital workers of Reddit, what is the most paranormal slash weirdest thing you have ever experienced while working? Hello dear listeners. I have a Patreon now as requested by some of you. Add free listening on all our podcasts. From true crime to true scary stories about aliens and other creepy things to cheating spouses. A lot of good benefits besides ad-free viewing so please. Check out the link in description and help us bring better quality while keeping the hours of fresh content coming daily. I appreciate you. A nurse. Had an old lady come in by ambulance. Near death. She was a DNR. So we weren't going to do much for her. She didn't have any family that we could find. The hospital was full. So we had to keep her in the air for the night. Again. She was near death. When you've seen enough people die. There's no mistaking it. And she was almost there. Barely responsive. Pale. Cool. Breaths were really irregular. Heart rate was up and down. 2. We just turned the lights down and kept an eye on her monitor. Basically waiting for her to die. About an hour later, she's standing at the door of her room. She'd gotten up and put on all her clothes. We were all like, WTF. One of the nurses went to check on her and she said she was hungry, not knowing really what to make of things. We got her a chair, a bedside table and went to the cafeteria and got her a tray of food. Lady sat there, ate all her food, talked with the staff a little. After about an hour, she told her nurse that she was tired and wanted to lie back down. We helped her back into bed, and within 30 minutes she was dead. Not exactly paranormal, but in 22 years in busy ass, in a city earth, it's the weirdest thing I've seen. Edit, after reading all the comments. Apparently this isn't all that unusual. Still, I think it was remarkable in that she was so close to arresting before she rallied. Either way, it's the one thing that's always stuck with me. Used to work in a skilled nursing facility. I was usually assigned to the Alzheimer's ward. One night I'm in the linen room stocking my cart, and I heard someone shuffle up behind me. Then I felt a hand on my shoulder. I turned around and there was no one else in the room. The door was still shut too. Another lady started to complain that a man was coming into her room at night. Again. Alzheimer's so I didn't think much of it. So to reassure her, I told her I'd check on her throughout the night. She complained of this man for every night for two more weeks. When I asked her to describe him to me, he's real handsome and wears a black suit. Oh, he's right behind you now. Honey. Apostrophe. That freaked me the duck out. Of course there was no one behind me. She died the next night in her sleep. I guess it's nice death was handsome for her. Too often death is so ugly. But a handsome guy in a nice suit. Works for me. Hope I don't have to meet him for a while. Oh but he's right behind you. Dear. Brachill. I did my clinical as a CNA in a memory care unit. I helped feed this woman. She never really moved. Never talked. It was like she was in a coma or something. I would wheel her into the dining room. I can hardly get any real food in her. I'm able to slide in some special ice cream. For days she doesn't move or have any response. I'm feeding her and talking to myself pretty much. After about 10 minutes she slowly turns her head and says oh hello then she rotates her head back her blank staring position. Super creepy. Exclamation mark. When I was a student, I got called in on a stroke patient. She had coded, and they were doing CPR. They worked for 45 minutes, but she died. They cleaned her up, and called on the family to say goodbye. 
By the time the family left, she had been both brain dead and without a pulse for more than 45 minutes. Blood had filled her brain and she was completely gray and started to smell. Suddenly, she sat up and called for her family. The nurses rushed to get monitors and equipment back on her, started working on her again. She stabilized, said goodbye to her family, and promptly died a second time. This is crazy similar to a story my mother told me recently. A guy coded in her ear, and after a while they ceased CPR. A few moments go by and the guy sprung forward, said something unintelligible, and died again. Family was in the room, or in the area when it happened. Makes you curious what he had to say. I mean, must be pretty important to come back from the dead for it. Night nurse for 4 years now at an old folks home. Had a palliative who couldn't sleep because of incredibly vivid hallucinations. She would describe voodoo people around her room that would just stare at her waiting for her to die. I didn't take it seriously until the lady across the hall, who rarely ever spoke, starting seeing them in her room too. Legit image shivers. I was looking after a patient who needed one-on-one -on -one care when I still worked at one of the public hospitals who had vivid hallucinations of people crawling on the floor and touching the feet slash legs of anyone not in bed. She went on to describe in great horror story type detail the person she saw touching my feet while I sat in a chair next to her for part of my shift. It was actually made worse by the fact that was she was a moderately good story. Tell her in the fact that I knew she was mentally ill slash actually hallucinating and not just pulling my leg for something to pass the time. Edit. Fixed a word. That's the worst part. They 100% believe what they are seeing is real. My grandmother had Parkinson's and the medication made her see people that weren't there. Most of the time it was pretty benign. She'd ask who the cute kid was that came in with me. Or tell us watch that baby. Don't let him fall off there. While pointing to an empty stool. Once though. I was at a house fixing a door. And she told me that mean. Looking bastard in the lunge room doesn't like you. Keep an eye on him. The way he's glaring at you, he might try and belt you. Even though I knew it was just the drugs. I shat bricks for a moment thinking about the invisible man who hated me. Used to work in a personal care home. A couple of times. A day or so after a resident had passed. Their call bell would go off in their room. No one was in the room when the call bell went off on any of the occasions. We had one resident die pretty traumatically. Nurses had to perform CPR because he was a full code. That night, the midnight staff said they saw him at the end of the hall just walking down like he always did. Then, the alarm on the door to the outside, it was a secured unit for Alzheimer's slash dementia, went off. It was the door he always tried when he was looking to get out. The other day, we had a patient on my floor, DNR thankfully, die around 3am. A few hours later, his call bell went off and everyone freaked out. Turns out it was just housekeeping unplugging the bed, which sets off the alarm. However, we've had multiple dementia patients say they see children playing in one specific room on the unit. That's freaky as hell to hear at 3 in the morning. I work in a cardiovascular surgical IQ. We have a lot of ducked up people, both physically and mentally, that come through our unit. We had a stretch of nights where each corner room of our unit, it is a perfect square, reported seeing a cat walking around. Not a friendly cat either. Apparently, the thing was hissing at them. 
The accounts were so similar to each other we actually spent probably a half hour looking around for a cat and then had security slash plan ops come look as well. No cat was ever seen or found. Two of those four patients coded the next day. All I'm learning from this threads is that cat moonlight as grim reapers. Therapist in an acute slash long term care facility. We have four main hallways. A lot of the action is on 302B. Residents will hear this little boy laugh. Some see him. Some just hear. They play with him and let him sit on their laps. It's very strange to see how comfortable a 98 year old woman feels when talking to a little boy ghost. Grandma instincts kick in I guess. I mean. I guess that's nice for everyone. I work a stroke slash telemetry floor on the board shift. Most of our patients are elderly, apparently. There are two things that patients see before they pass away. Some will say that two men are walking in their rooms and telling them to get ready to leave. The patient will call and tell us that these men are big and abrasive in their demeanor. They are either terrified or annoyed when they see the two men. The other thing they will see is a little boy who will go into their rooms and try to wake them up. The boy is usually loud and runs around their rooms. The patients will call and ask who's letting children just run around late night. Several nights or even that same shift we are coding or cleaning the patient for the funeral home to pick up. My town has two really old hospitals. One no longer functions as overnight. And the stories are unsettling. No one cleans the older alone. Because all the lights and call bells go off. On other floors there's a kid with his ball. A lady in a white dress. Etc. A coworker was cleaning an entire floor utterly solo, the norm, and bounce between rooms because the cleaning solution stays wet for a few minimum. Upon returning to a freshly wiped bed, handprints were clearly visible. Edit, yes. Hotel do and KGH. So many creepy stories in this city. I work midnights in a long term care facility as a nurse's assistant. I have two men under my care and both of them are unable to use their call lights. They have severe dementia and debilitating Parkinson's disease, but still their lights are looped around their bed rail. One night their light came on, and I went to answer it already confused and creeped out. I turned it off and left the room. Before I could get two doors up the light came back on. I went in there, and both lights were unplugged from the wall and thrown under their beds. I fished them out, plugged them back in and left. I've seen shadows standing over the dying and felt a tap on my shoulder while doing chest compressions, so I knew that lady had passed. I'm not a believer but some of those things can't be explained. I was pulling a guard shift in the CHS on FOB Speecher on night in Iraq. There hadn't been any action for the whole previous week, so the staff was all racked out. I was walking the halls and everything was supposed to be off or on standby. I walked past one room that they used for locals who were victims of trauma. The lights were on, so I toggled the switch down to turn them off. I started walking down the hall again, and I saw the lights come back on out of the corner of my eye. This is when I went into alert mode. Safety off. At low ready, I cleared the corner and looked into the room. Nothing. I put the switch back in the down position again, and went to call it up on the icon. The radio was on the fritz. So I began walking back to the CQ desk to report it in person. The lights turned back on. At this point, I'm a little on edge. I can't radio in for help. There is nobody on this side of the compound that would hear me yell. And the light switch position keeps changing when the lights go back on. 
Keep in mind that I'm on a forward operating base in a combat zone. I don't know what I was expecting when I went to clear the corner and look into the room again. But I saw nothing but an empty room. A gurney. A heart monitor. And a crash cart. I couldn't tell you to this day why I said what I did. But I was worried that if I didn't, the lights would keep switching back on. I said if you're scared of the dark, I'll leave the light on for you. Apostrophe. I finished my shift and left the light on. I left a note with the desk that one of the surgeons had asked me to always leave that light on just in case they had an emergency come in. For the remainder of my shifts, that light had always remained on. You're a good person. This might get buried and is not really nurse related other than the fact my grandmother's nurses told me. My great grandmother was 94 and just started suffering with dementia. She told the home nurses and I that there was a little boy in the corner of the living room who would taught and tease my great grandmother while laughing at her telling her she was going to die. Well at first it was a little disturbing and we all shrugged it off because of her dementia. But then shit got real when my best friend came over with his little boy who is about 3 or 4. The little guy pointed over to the same corner and yelled I'm going to beat you up when we asked him what that was about. He told us that he saw another little boy in the corner and he is not nice. We flipped the duck out. I got shivers just typing this. Maybe Nana wasn't hallucinating. While I don't really believe in paranormal stuff, I've heard from those who do that those nearest to the void, very young, very old, will see those who are in the void. Much better than those of us who are much further away from it, if that makes any sense at all. IDK. I work as an EMT. And the one that I have that best fits the question is an elderly male who had fallen and hit his head a few hours before they called for an ambulance. The guy was ducked. All of the signs of a traumatic brain injury. All of his responses to our questions to this point were nonsensical. We were about 4 minutes from the hospital when we tried talking to him again. And he seemed to come as clear as day and open his eyes and stare at us to say I'm dead. My partner tries to say oh. Don't say that. And he stares more intensely at us to reiterate and say no. I mean it. I'm dead. Apostrophe. He died an hour later. Well. At least he knew what was up. Worked at a hospital doing transport for a couple of years. The transport home base was in the basement of the hospital. Where all the laundry is done and supplies are also sorted there. I hated working late nights after this incident. On this particular night. I was the only one in the basement when I heard whistling at the end of the hallway by the elevator. I poked my head around the corner expecting to see my only cowalker on duty that night. But there was absolutely no one there. I shrugged it off. I'm not easily spooked. Nights are slow. So I ate some snacks and hung out in the break room for a bit. Next thing I know, I hear a loud bang. I walked into the hallway and a bed is rolling down the hall bumping into the sides. At this point I think that my coworker is bullshitting me. I radio him and he says he's upstairs in the cafeteria. Ah. I still don't believe him and think I'll catch him in the act. I walk past the laundry room and the machines start. Pop my head in there expecting to find him but it's completely empty. Okay. Starting to get a little nervous. I walk into the laundry room and the machines completely stop. I freeze. Then run out and head towards the elevator when I hear whistling again. At this point, I know I'm the only worker in the basement. As I'm standing there waiting for the elevator, things start falling off of the shelves down the hall. 
Boxes of gloves. Tissues. Packages of tubes. I'm literally standing there watching them fall off one by one at the opposite end of the hallway. I shit you not. My entire body broke out in goosebumps. My hair stood on end. And I had this strong gut feeling I was being watched. I was not alone. As I'm getting into the elevator. I feel what feels like someone brushing my arm. Went upstairs and found my coworker in the cafeteria. Freaked out to him. I got the duck out of there and transferred soon after that. The creepy thing to add to it is that I usually whistle mindlessly to myself at work. It was almost as if the spirit was mimicking me. Creepiest feeling ever. Edit. Transferred to the operating room soon after that. I was part of an emergency c-section where a baby was lost. My coworkers and I occasionally heard a baby's cries in the hallways at night. The security workers have also witnessed crazy things, but my post is getting long now. That feeling when your entire body breaks out in goosebumps? Yeah. I have that right now. Good story. Honestly. It was the creepiest moment of my life. Soon after that, I bought a house and I can promise you that there were spirits there. They say that some people are more sensitive to it? I don't know. But all I know is that my sister and her husband actually moved out because of it. Paranormal crap really freaks me out. I find paranormal crap so scary, but super interesting, and I agree that people have different sensitivity levels. I haven't experienced anything paranormal myself, and I find this both relieving and unsettling. Relieving because I don't have to deal with ghosts and unsettling, because the room I'm in could be packed with ghosts. First story patient had been in CCU, where I work at the time, for a long period of time, 6 months. We had finally been transferred to medserg floor and he coded. W. E worked on him for 45 minutes to an hour, and he had no pulse or heart rhythm the entire time and the docs had decided to call it, and his family walk in the room leans over him, and rubs his chest lightly, and says his name, and immediately regains a pulse and regains consciousness. Can't story patient comes encoding, and we are working on him, and we are getting nothing, s. So we bring in his wife to say goodbye, and she starts yelling at him at the top of her lungs, and he comes back, so we arrange transfer to a tertiary hospital, and he codes again, so she comes back, and yells at him again, and comes back again. Cut to they are loading him into the helicopter, and he codes again. So they bring him back into our uh, after working on him for a bit on the helipod and his wife yells at him again and once again he immediately comes back. Eventually they decide to have his wife ride in helicopter with him to make sure she can scare him back to life, if he were to code again. The guy ended up living and received at heart transplant and is still alive to this day all thanks to his wife scaring the life back into him. In a strange way, that second story is kind of one of the best things I've ever heard. I work in maintenance in a hospital, but this story comes from out of work hours. Back in November my grandfather passed away. He had been living in a care home for several years now, and as we were from a smaller city, his main care aide was actually an ex's mother, who I'm still close to. Nearing his final day she texted me that things weren't looking good and to get my mom, who works out of town, and myself to see him as soon as possible. The next two nights were exhaustive. Her and I barely left his bedside. We were wetting his lips, rubbing his head and singing Charlie Pride, and telling him stories from my childhood, and from my mom's. At one point is anybody going to sin and tone comes on the CD player and mom tears up talking about how this song reminds her of her father th most. 
he wasn't really coherent besides a glimmering moment. The first day we had gotten there, and by the final day we were sitting, watching the breaths turn to joke breaths. As the hour got nearer, my ex's mom was contacted and came in on her day off to sit with us for that final hour. My mom had her father's head in her lap, and we still had Charlie Pride on the radio. She was whispering in his ear to stop being stubborn, that she would take care of her brothers, and that she had me to take care of her. The gaps got longer and longer in his breaths. My ex's mom was sitting next to me, the CD player playing behind us, and my mom laying on the opposite side of the care home bed. All of a sudden his breathing stops, and in that moment, so did the CD player. It hadn't skipped once the whole weekend. My mom, figuring Terrine had turned it off, starting sobbing assuming it was to signify he was officially gone. I just sat and looked at Terrine like, did that just happen? Exclamation mark. After a good 20 seconds, out of nowhere he took a shuddery breath, and the CD scrambled forward, and the song, just before is anybody going to sin and tone not sure if that's the name of the song but it was about not wanting to miss someone started playing. A. Andy then he was gone by the end of San Antone, the song mom remembered him most by. Ryan mentioned odd things happen more often than not as a person finally passes. Doctor, my grandfather's CD player decided to skip at a little too perfect of timing. I worked overnight security in one of the largest, best, and oldest hospitals in the US. My fellow security officers and I all have stories about one building in particular, but the one that I'll tell is the one that happened to me. Backstory for this building, built in the late 1800s. It was the original psychiatric building for this hospital. Now being the late 1800s, not much was truly known about psychiatric disorders. On top of that, this hospital was known for its medical research. With both of those facts combined, you can infer that some terrible shit was done to none of these misunderstood psych patients in this building. A couple years before I started working security there, this building had been converted into offices after the newly built part of the hospital dedicated a section for an updated psych ward. My story, my rounds for that night happened to include said building. At night this building was empty. Due to recently being converted into offices and the drones who worked there wanting to leave promptly at 1700, if not earlier, in some of their haste, they left their office doors unlocked, which is a big no-no due to medical information being located in their offices. It was our duty to go to each floor and make sure every door was locked, and if it wasn't, to secure it ourselves. I did my initial sweep of the building to make sure it was clear. Nobody in the building and proceeded to do my door checks. The hallways were pretty narrow, so I could check both sides of the hallways doors at once. At the end of this hallway there was two sets of doors you had to go through to reach the final office, which was a dead end. Everything was secure. Awesome. Time for the next floor. I exited the two sets of doors from the dead end office and stood absolution frozen from what I saw. Every door ajar set perfectly so their own weight wouldn't cause them to shut again, and one wheelchair, at the end of said hallway, facing towards the steps, I had heard other security officers outright reject that set of rounds due to strange stuff happening there, but I laughed it off, until that night happened, never took those rounds again, have more to share if you're interested, edit for second story, the old children's IQ is currently under construction, to be turned into medical labs, 
so we have to patrol the area. Once again to make sure the area is secure. Or to report if the contractor slash foreman stayed to plan for the next day. When patrolling this area, several security officers have reported seeing a single white male child around the age of 5 to 7 with short brown hair, think 90s bowl cut. I personally dismissed this, this was before the psych ward incident, as a tall tale told with the intent to scare me, because I was new at the time. I got that building's patrol one night, and a foreman who stayed late called security, and asked for a security officer to come up, because a kid locked himself in a room, and I don't want him to get hurt with all the open wires in there, or something to that effect. I unlocked the door for him, looked in what could only be a 10x8 room for about 10 minutes, no kid, called it in as a false alarm, and finished my patrol. Edit for third. Had a special detail, Aka babysitting, a violent psych patient, along with another security officer. He woke up in the middle of the night, recognized the other officer, and said hello. He sees me, and immediately starts screaming at me not to hurt him. Now, I'm a rather large gentleman, at 6 feet 2 and 250 pounds. But I try not to make myself too intimidating around psych patients as to not escalate the situation. Well, he keeps screaming for me not to hurt him. And he says, if I promise not to, he would make something good happen for me. I promise. He calms down. Goes back to sleep. And I forget about it. Next day I got a permanent set of rounds and a pretty good promotion. Easily a coincidence. But interesting nonetheless. Fourth and final for tonight. If you want more feel free to PM me. Fellow security officer had rounds in the aforementioned psych building. Her day call on the radio, in what could only be described as dry throat terror voice, for one officer for backup, I was close, so I responded to his call letting him know I was on the way, when I got there he had his head between his knees, and was silently crying with a shattered chandelier a couple feet next to him, now, before I had experienced the abnormal happenings in this building, I would have written off his testimony off as idiocy, but he claimed that something held him in that spot as the chandelier started swinging wildly until it started to fall. When it started to fall he was let go and allowed to move and scrambled out of the way before it hit him. Got him up, calmed him down, and took him back to the supervisor. She yelled to one of our other supervisors almost lost another one in insert building name here. The other supervisor laughed and said why do you think we send the new guys? Haha. <laughs> You know I don't even like going over there. That guy is my roommate and hates when I bring up that experience. Impressive. On their part. So what did you do? Go back and close them all or unscreaming? Went as pale as a sheet. Closed and secured the rest of the building. Still had my job to do. And left it with my asshole. Clenched so tight you couldn't fit a sewing needle in there. Not so fun fact. All the doors were technically still locked tested the handle and the inside latch on each one before reclosing them. I had cared for an elderly woman with no family who came to us when her husband died. She didn't speak often, but when she did it was usually just words that made no sense together. I felt so bad for her because ever since she had arrived so many of the residents in her area that she seemed to enjoy spending time with had passed in such a short time span. She put up a picture of each of them next to her pictures of her husband and several others who were probably family to remember them. I had always felt sorry for her and showed her extra attention and we became close. 
it just seemed so unfair that she had such luck and kept losing people that she cared about. One day she looked at me and said plain as day sweetie, I think I'm done now and handed me a picture. It was a picture of me and I smiled because it touched my heart that I was that important to her. She passed nearly a week later and I cried for days. It hit me really hard. She knew it was the end for her and she said goodbye as best she could. A little less than two years later I was talking with a colleague and she came up in conversation. My colleague referred to her as that crazy bitch which seemed very out of character for her and it shocked and offended me deeply. I expressed this to her, not so nicely, and she looked at me with this shocked look and said oh dear, do you not know? And then explained something to me that I hadn't known. As it turned out, it came out sometime after she had passed that she had killed her husband by poisoning him and that there was an investigation because it appeared that she had a ritual of befriending someone, obtaining a picture of them, and hiding the picture until she could kill them, usually by poisoning, and then displaying the picture as a sort of trophy. It was suspected that this may have been the reason for the spike in mortality rate during her stay and the considerable number of photos in her collection. The last I heard, the old family photos weren't any relation to her, and the police were trying to ID the individuals and compare them to several cold cases. Psychiatric are in here. I worked in an acute care adult unit, but was sent to work with the kids one evening shift. It was after 10pm. All patients were in their rooms and in bed. I heard a child screaming, and a psych tech trying to calm him. I ran to the room. The 7 year old boy was hysterical. He was crying, sweating, and shaking. He said he saw something. After he settled down, he told me that he saw a white man with grey hair in a hospital gown in his room. While we discussed what he saw, the child froze in fear, tears rolling down his face. He said me's. Ho 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 fear be still. Oh my god he's right behind you. We decided to address the man and tell him that the little boy was scared. The boy said the man turned around and left after that. The only thing anyone in the unit would have heard was the boy screaming at the beginning. All other discussion was in his room and quiet. Not even 3 minutes later, a 17 year old male at the end of the hall started screaming. I ran to his room. He was standing on his bed trying to get away from a white man in a hospital gown. I saw a mannequin blink. This was when I was still training to be a CNA, certified nursing assistant, at our local community college. Now, we had these regular non-horrifying mannequins we used for all the dressing, bathing and bed making practice. They even had a, attachments for catheters. But we didn't store all the equipment in the classroom. There was a small back room, that was locked off, that we had to get some stuff out of one day. I volunteered to go grab it, some clothes for the mannequins I think. And when I unlocked the door it was pitch black inside. It was like the room sucked out some of the light coming in the room. When I flicked on the ceiling light, before me on a ragged old stretcher, lay the most inhuman, terrifying looking freaking mannequin I have ever seen. I don't know what these manufacturers use for a reference when they are making the face, but they can't be human. It was so twisted and looked like it was in agony. Shit dude. This thing looked like it was in pain. Fucking creepy. Anyway, I grabbed the stuff our teacher wanted, and when I took a look back, I could see one of its plastic eyelids close and open. Freaked me the duck out. Didn't go in that room again for the rest of the course. I have a couple stories. 
One from my mother, and one from me. My mother's is probably the most creepiest, and has always stuck with me. Especially with all the paranormal stuff she has seen. My mom worked night shift at the hospital in Arizona. In a town by the border. And go figure. Old mining town. Well anyways. She's working her night shift going room to room when an old lady who walked the halls due to insomnia told her some weird goatman kept trying to get in through the doors. My mom didn't think anything of it, but she is Catholic and had those moments of silently praying to herself. After a few moments, there was a shriek. She couldn't explain it, but that it was a horrible shriek that made your blood turn to ice. She then went to the nurse's station to ask if anyone else heard that, in which they did. Come to realize that shriek was heard all around the hospital, freaking everyone out, especially paranormal religious ladies and men. A few of them go to look out the windows and see hoof marks by the doors and windows, and the marks had no trail towards or away from the building. My story was pretty creepy. I too became a CNA and worked a lockdown dementia and Alzheimer unit at night. I've had creepy moments, but this one will always stick with me. I was finishing up my binders when a light goes off out of the hall. So I took it, punched my code in, and went out, since the other CNA was busy with someone else. I go in, ask if everything is okay. Sleepily my little lady tells me there's a darn woman who keeps knocking on her window wanting to come in. And that she really wants to go back to sleep. She insists I go and let her in. And I'm thinking to myself, oh no, this sounds all too familiar. I reassure her, peek out the window, nothing, maybe she was dreaming, and really tired, and mistook it as her roommate. After that incident I head back into my unit, sit, eat a snack, chat with my head, nurse, talk with my usual insomniacs. Mind you it's around 3 I sham now, light goes off, and in my unit, also, this unit has no outbound lines at all, I head down to her hall, and ask if all is okay. My lady says she can't sleep. Someone keeps banging on her window, and she is scared. I pretty much about crap myself at this point. I again reassure my lady thinking. What just happened? I tell my nurse, and she laughs and said. This has been happening for years. Great. I had a patient one time who was essentially a vegetable. I like to talk to my patients like this, because I was always taught that hearing was the last to go. Anyways. I was leaving the room and said, okay, miss, x, I'll be back in a few minutes to start your tube feed, apostrophe, I was about to open the door and walk out when I heard distinctively, oh thank you, dear, I froze, after a few seconds I whipped around to look at her, it was so clear and loud that I searched the room for a visitor, there was no one there and the door was closed, I have no idea where the voice came from, but it was there. Never heard it again. She was eventually transferred. I don't know what happened to her after that. This would be so creepy. For a brief second you would forget that the person is unable to talk to you. And just accept it as a polite reply. And then it sinks in. And you freak out. Couldn't cope with that at all. I work at a psychiatric hospital. Won't give too many details. HIPAA. But this situation was pretty cookie had a very young girl who had tried to hang herself a couple times. Normally don't see such serious attempts in kids her age. She was a very talented artist. But her parents brought in a couple pictures she had drawn that looked nothing like her work. They were very crude stick figures hanging. 
stabbing people, strangling people, etc. This girl was Native American. So her uncle came in to perform a smudging, which is a native demon exorcism ceremony. I supervised the smudging because we had to bring her outside. When we came back inside, she started giggling high-pitched after not smiling in days and the television next to her zapped off. All the lights above her were flickering. We had a sweet lady named Ella and she started to lose herself to dementia and started talking to herself most of the time it was playful. Sometimes she would laugh to herself. One day I walked into her room and she was in a complete panic. She had her blanket pulled to her chin and was completely pale. I went to her bedside to ask her what was wrong and she said there is a woman in black looking in my window and I'm just petrified of her smile. It shook me hard. I was doing morgue care one time, and it happened to be storming outside in the afternoon. As I was filling out the patient's information for the morgue over by the window, where the computer is, I hear a gasp, as loud as a deep breath, after diving underwater, and I turn over, and the damn corpse is looking straight at me. Purely coincidental and a normal thing for dead bodies to do. But for about 5 seconds I thought, was gonna have to sheriff Rick this walker. I worked as an emergency room porter slash attendant before med school, and one night one of the security guards came bolting down the hallway telling everyone not to use the taps. Of course a nurse was right in the middle of washing her hands, so she freaks out, flinging her hands in the air thinking the taps are poisoned or something. I'm not sure what her reasoning was but I digress. The security guard asks her if the water was really hot, but she replied that it was only lukewarm at best. What had happened was he was taking a dump up on the third floor and was splashed in the ass with boiling hot water. His first assumption was a boiler malfunction followed closely by a fire in the walls boiling the water in the pipes. The security team brought in the fire department just in case and they did all kinds of systems checks with the water shut off. Nothing. No fire. No other hot water except in his one magical ghost infested throne on the third floor. The older staff always claimed that the ambulatory care unit was haunted by a ghost named Winnie, an old nurse that died while at work and the toilet the guard was on happened to be directly above the unit, albeit two floors up. I'll never forget how freaked out he looked thinking he was splashed on the but by a horny old nurse lady ghost. TL, Dr. Deceased old nurse turns a toilet into a hot water bidet for young security guard. CNA here. Have been working night shift at hospitals for 7 years now, and I have quite a few stories. Came into work one night and Jen, one of the nurses, told me and my other coworker Jay the creepiest thing happened a few hours earlier. A patient had passed in one of the rooms abruptly. The room was cleaned, and was quickly occupied by another patient who had coded. Was pronounced dead, but was resuscitated. Soon after being admitted in his room he complained to the nurse. I can't be in here. This man won't stop looking at me. He's really worried about his dog. His dog doesn't know that he's dead. She had assumed he was just seeing things and said, Oh yeah. What does he look like? He described the deceased patient perfectly. I could see the chills running down her spine as she was telling us his story. Turns out the man did have a dog as well. The new admit was moved to another room. Jay said, I don't believe in ghosts. Those aren't real. I wanna see it. Tonight I'm gonna provoke it, so it can show itself. 3am rolls around and all three of us are at the nursing station. Jay starts playing YouTube videos of various puppy sounds. 
Soon after two left team guys come up. We forget what we are doing and start another conversation. Suddenly, we all hear it, except for Jay. A dog bark in the same room. Loudly, clear as ever, the left team guys say, does someone have a dog in here? Jen and I simultaneously shit ourselves. I have other stories, if anyone is interested. Shadow men are real. I've seen one first and, and spirits love playing with elevators. This reminds me of a story I read on a blog a while back, yes, and for the life of me, I can't find it. But it goes something along the lines of this. A woman was taking care of a dog named Pepper for an old man in the hospital. Might have been her father. Anyways, the dog was an older animal. I guess one afternoon, while she was at work the older gentleman died. The nurses heard him. Sigmon. Pepper. Five minutes later, the woman's sister who was at home with the dog called to report that the dog had died. Damn I wish I could find that story, but it seems even with the power of Google I can't. My mom used to be a RN at a hospital in a small western town. This hospital was connected to a senior living home and at night, the RN overwatched both sides of the building, hospital and living home. She was usually the overpass RN, and would have either one or two CNAs working as well. She has experienced this apparition about 6 or 7 times during her 10 year stint there and everyone has referred to the apparition as the man in black. Each experience was identical except for the location in the building. Frequently throughout the night, she would have to do her rounds, checking vitals, etc. And would have to walk around a corner from the nurse's station slash her towards her, 6, beds in the hospital, and towards the senior home. She would see the apparition either, right after rounding the corner or, right after walking out of a room, and walking to the next, outside of the next room. She would see the same apparition. The apparition was of a person in a black, old, old west type, suit with worn black cowboy boots, and worn black cowboy hat to match. The creepiest thing about this man, assuming, is that his face was not very distinct. She would describe it as though a man's face was drawn with charcoal and slightly smeared making it slightly blurred. He was about 6 feet 5 and would tower over her 5 feet 5. But whenever she would see him, whether it's 10 feet or 3 feet away, he would stand there looking at her and then turn and walk into the room he was outside of. When she would walk into that room, there would not be any other person in there or anything out of place. The first few times scared her to a panic, but she slowly just went on without letting it freak her out. But with this man, came some extra attention to the patient. The kicker was that, in about 90% of all the experiences seen by other RNs as well, the patient's health would deteriorate in the next few days and the patient most often passed away shortly after. So, whenever the overnight RN saw the man in black, extra precautions would be taken with that patient. Another weird thing about the apparition is that it is always seen by just the RN. Not a single CNA has personally seen the apparition. My mom always said that he knew who would be able to help the most at the time. I, on the other hand, took it as the completely opposite. I always thought that it was almost to mock the RNs because he would let them know that something was going to happen. But they could not do anything about it, even though I'm not an RN to see him. It still creeps me out every time I walk down the halls, and she points out where she has seen him. I don't work as a nurse our hospital, but my fiend works as an RN at a nursing home. Besides from her telling me they superstitiously open a window when someone dies, 
She told me of one time when one of the residents passed, and the roommate, unaware of the passing at the time, was asking the staff who the visitor was in the room last night. The staff of course knew there were no visitors at that time and no one there other than their all-female staff. The elderly lady said some man was in the room dressed in all black. She couldn't remember much other than he looked around for a long time and that he was very very handsome. That always creeped me out. We have a cursed room on my floor. Two of the most traumatic deaths I witnessed happened in this particular room. 1. A patient arrived to a stable but unresponsive. Out of nowhere. Wakes up in the middle of the night. Walks to the bathroom. Locks the door. And hangs himself with his belt. 2. Had a patient suddenly and unexpectedly bleed to death when a tumor caused an artery in his neck to burst. It looked like a crime scene. Wasn't a DNR. So we had to do compressions for a good 30 minutes in that bloodbath. Sad too. It was a man who had been on the unit for a couple of months. We all really liked him. Also had a patient go crazy in there. She started throwing stool from her colostomy at the nurses and smearing it around her room. She was a middle-aged woman and did not have any evidence of trauma to her brain and no psychiatric history or other chemical imbalances. I would rather code in blood than in stool. Unstable man comes to the air with no history. He can't breath well and we can't figure out why. Well we really had no time to start. It's obvious he's going to stop breathing any second. Push meds for RSI, and as soon as the doc gets the scope in the mouth he starts vomiting stool all over the place and his heart stops. Start CPR and fast forward a bit, and he is successfully intubated. One of the nurses drops the og tube down, but forgets to have it hooked to suction or to clamp for a second. Next chest compression sprays the doctor with stool out of the og. He now wears a mask with a face shield for every intubation. We still crack up about it. I work on a pediatric bone marrow transplant unit, and sadly we have a lot of kids that pass. Our kids stay here for longer periods of time, usually 1 to 6 months just inpatient, so we have to rotate them to different rooms, to make sure everything is clean. One particular 3Y, oh, boy doesn't have family come visit. He never really communicates with staff, and would only occasionally chatter to himself. We moved him to a room where a little girl had recently passed, and we started noticing him talking to different places in the room, and staring slash nodding when alone. Then he started saying new English words though he hadn't had an increase in visitors. My coworkers are convinced he's talking to the little girl that died there, and though I'm a pretty skeptical person, I still get the creeps when I walk by and see him talking to himself. You did God's own work. I cannot imagine how hard your job must be. I used to work in a group home for developmentally disabled adults. I took care of one older lady who was actually of intellectual normalcy. She would tell me that a little girl was crawling under her bed at night. I blamed it on her dementia. She also would be observed stomping on rabbits on the ground. One lady I worked with had both developmental disabilities and schizophrenia. I was talking to get one evening and she just stared wide-eyed at the off TV. She told me Tim McGraw was crawling out of the TV and called her a shittus. I had to really hold back laughter on that one. Currently work as a wardsman. I'd say hearing something similar to a banshee scream. Soon after the ward alarm goes off that someone is going into cardiac arrest. I asked the other wardy that I was with after if he had heard anything strange I didn't want to appear skittish. T. Earns out he did as well but didn't want to say anything. 
all das out of there as they bagged the body. I work in a level 1 trauma center receiving for 11 counties, implying a fair amount of carnage routinely. One morning between 3 and 4 am I was alone in the bay, we have 4 trauma bays and 2 resus rooms in a rectangle surrounding a nursing station, catching up on documentation. I became aware of a man walking from behind me on my right, outside the nursing station, and into one of the trauma rooms, except I hadn't heard any doors open, big noisy motion activated doors. He looked at me over his shoulder as he walked through the room doors, but didn't answer when I called out, hello, apostrophe. I walked around, losing sight of the bay door as I rounded a big column, to make sure it wasn't a lost visitor and there was no one there. There's no way out other than the door, and it was out of my sight line for maybe a second maximum. I later related the story and eebajeebas I felt while I was looking for the strange dude to another nurse. She said she'd had an identical experience that same week. People bring it up from time to time. Same story. Guy walks into the room. And then has gone by the time you go look for him. We've decided to just leave him alone. I hope he finds what he's looking for though. I work night shift as a CNA in a hospital. I had a patient last year. He was in his 50s totally with it. I had him for a week or two and never showed signs of confusion at night or otherwise. He liked to keep his door open at all times and he was in a room close to the nurse's station. So he saw myself and plenty other staff walk by throughout the night. One night, around 2.30 in the morning, he sees me walking by and calls me into his room. Is that your son or something? Who? Comma. I asked. The little boy that's been following you all night. I proceeded to ask what he looked like, because I could not see him. He said he looked to be about 7 years old, with short, dark hair and a baseball cap. Both of us were freaked out about the situation, and he requested to keep his lights on after that. I'm getting chills thinking about it now, slash. Walked into my patient's room, and she was sitting on the edge of the bed, smiling and waving at the blank wall. 